Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. Give us 600 seconds, and we'll give you the tools you need to improve your handicapping. I'm Joe Fortenbaugh, and here's what we have in store for today's episode. In just a couple of minutes, we'll talk MLB futures, as well as the winners and losers of the 2017 trade deadline with a good friend of mine, Gil Alexander, of the Vegas Sports and Information Network. We'll follow that up with the fallout from UFC 214 and a quick hit Thursday night NFL Hall of Fame game special. But we begin with the MLB trade deadline. MLB trade deadline coming and going 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 Eastern on Monday. And here's something I want you to pay attention to moving forward for anyone who may be interested in MLB futures at this time of the season. Since Major League Baseball transitioned to a 10-team playoff format in 2012, there have been 50 teams that have gone to the playoffs. Five years times 10 teams per year, 50 teams. Now, of those 50 teams, 40, which is 80% for the math inclined like myself, 40 were in playoff position as of the trade deadline. 40 were in position for a playoff spot at the trade deadline, meaning they weren't two games out of the wild card, three games out of the division. They had it. They had it. In fact, in fact, no team in the last five years has come from further back than four games of a playoff berth at the trade deadline. That was the St. Louis Cardinals in 2012. So with all that in mind, as we look to the futures market today in the wake of the 2017 MLB trade deadline, can we isolate any value? Well, your American League division leaders, the Yankees, the Indians, the Astros, the wild card teams, the Red Sox and the Royals. In the National League, it's the Nationals, Cubs and Dodgers, and the Diamondbacks and the Rockies in the wild card position. So you go through all of it and find the teams that are at least within four games. And if you're going to play to value, the two teams I see, and these odds are courtesy of the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, Monday, the Cleveland Indians at 8-1. to one. Terry Francona's crew, they've won nine straight going into Sunday. They rank third in Major League Baseball and Team ERA. They won the American League last season. They have a loaded bullpen, and they can mash. The Indians at 8-1, to one, definitely worth the price of admission, as are the New York Yankees at 16-1. to one, Fifth in Major League Baseball in home runs, fourth in OPS, fourth in bullpen ERA, and second in opponent's batting average versus the bullpen. They check all the boxes. They've made all the moves. If you're looking for two futures to keep an eye on, it's the New York Yankees at 16-1 to one and the Cleveland Indians at 8-1. to one. Before we get to our interview with Gil Alexander, a reminder, head to CoversExperts.com and use the promo code SHARP600 for a three thirty dollars credit towards your next Covers Expert purchase. That's the promo code SHARP600 for a free $30 credit towards your next Covers Expert purchase. And while you're at Covers.com, be sure to check out the Streak Survivor Contest for a chance to win $100,000. That's the Streak Survivor Contest only at Covers.com. For more on the MLB trade deadline, we go to my good friend in the desert, Gil Alexander. You can catch him on the Vegas Stats and Information Network, as well as the ultra-entertaining Beating the Book podcast available on iTunes. He's joining us here on the Sharp 600. Gil, as we jump right into it, which MLB teams did the most to improve their cause at Monday's trade deadline? Well, it might be a boring answer, but I'm going to go with the Chicago Cubs. I think the Cubs really solidified better than any other team. They needed frontline pitching. They got Jose Quintana from the White Sox. 
And the other two needs they had to address were relief help and a backup catcher. They did just that with Justin Wilson and Alex Avila from the Tigers. Wilson gives them the left-handed arm that can get out both left-handed and right-handed batters alike. Great move by the Cubs. I'll add the Yankees to that answer, Joe, if they can pick up Sonny Gray. I think Jaime Garcia helps them in the regular season, but just Garcia will not improve their lot in the postseason. On the flip side, which MLB teams did the least to improve their cause? Perhaps a few that thought you, you may have thought they were going to be splashy, but they ended up uh, not, not doing as much. Well, at recording time of this podcast, I would have to answer Dodgers and Astros. That could change as the deadline approaches, but with about two hours left, I'm going to say Dodgers and Astros, they both could use starting pitching help in the case of the Dodgers. You know, Clayton Kershaw will be back. I get that. But you have some blister problems with Rich Hill and Brandon McCarthy. You've got a back end of the rotation in Hungjin, um Ryu and Kenta Maeda, along with Brock Stewart. That's just not going to cut it. Listen, the Dodgers are great. No one is disputing that. But we've seen what can happen when Clayton Kershaw is on short rest in the postseason. They could use frontline help. So far, nothing. The Astros, Dallas Keuchel said it himself a few months back. He said, we need frontline help. And that was before Lance McCullers went off the deep end. Can't control, can't command his fastball, I should say. And when it is in the zone, it's getting raked if you look at exit velocity. So the Astros, I think they're in a precarious situation as well. They could use help. I'm surprised that neither the Astros or Dodgers did anything. As we find ourselves just past the 100-game mark of the season, um, are there any World Series futures out there that may still offer value for betters? Absolutely. I said it before the season. I said it last week when asked. I'll say it now. Nothing has changed for me. The Cleveland Indians, you can get them at 8-1 to one still. If, if I'm looking at consensus across the board, Cleveland Indians are every bit the team they were last year. It's just that the Dodgers and Astros are getting all the headlines, and no one's talking about Cleveland because they admittedly have been sort of middling in the AL Central. But Terry Francona showed that he can manage a bullpen like no other come postseason with super relievers. And this time, the Indians expect Salazar and Carrasco to be there. The Indians are still the best value on the board. About two months left in the season. Your top play on teams as we move forward. Uh, that has, that comes down to daily pricing, Joe. Pricing versus uh, the general market. And I would look at the St. Louis Cardinals as a play on team. St. Louis Cardinals are a team that, if you look at their batted ball profile, have really underperformed. They've also somewhat underperformed when you look at pie bag and one run outcomes. They're a team that is sneaky low. I'm not saying they're going to get to the postseason, but on a daily basis, you will find a lot of value on the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't also look at any team that faces either the Astros or the Royals, who are currently everybody's buzz team. Look at teams that face those two clubs right now. You could get extra value on them as well. Same question. We'll just flip it around a little bit. Play against teams moving forward. Do the Detroit Tigers strike that mix based on the fact that they're on a major sell-off at the deadline? Yeah, but I wonder if on a daily basis they'll be priced accordingly. I think what you're looking for is things that aren't already baked into the market, and I think the Astros, as just mentioned, will fall into that, perhaps a fade of the, of the Astros on a daily basis. Not an auto fade, but look at it on a case-by-case basis. And then, as always, Joe, there are the public teams like the Yankees and the Cubs who are on a daily basis overvalued when it comes to the market. Obviously, you're not going to win every time doing that, but I think if you do it long-term, those are teams that you can always look to fade on a daily basis. 
He's a terrific host that you can find on the Vegas Stats and Information Network, as well as the Beating the Book podcast available on iTunes. It's Gil Alexander on the Sharp 600. Gil, thank you for your time today. We always appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you having me. From Major League Baseball to UFC 214, the card that took place Saturday night at the Honda Center in Anaheim. John Jones in the main event with a third-round knockout victory over Daniel Cormier. For those who may have missed it, Vegas was quick to react to a potential bout in the future between John Jones and Brock Lesnar. Here's the kicker. Jones opened as a 3 Hundred favorite minus three hundred, so risk three hundred dollars to win one hundred. With Lesnar as a plus two fifty underdog, that barely lasted two hours at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook before Jones was bet up to a minus four fifty favorite. Now you always have to be concerned about whether or not Lesnar will test positive for anything at one of these events. But should this go down before December thirty first, twenty eighteen, if there is action, Jones is definitely the way to play it. Let's go ahead and conclude today's episode of the Sharp 600 with a preview of Thursday night's Hall of Fame preseason football game. It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals. At the time of this recording, the books were offering this line as a pick 'em with an over-under of 37. I would look to play the under in this spot. Four of the last five Hall of Fame games, remember last year's game was canceled due to the way the field was painted Four of the last five Hall of Fame games have featured less than 37 total points scored. Six of the last nine Hall of Fame games have featured less than 37 total points scored. Cowboys, Cardinals, I'm going under 37 Thursday night for the Hall of Fame game. Well, that will do it for this episode of the Sharp 600. Thank you so much for tuning in. A special thank you to Gil Alexander for joining us this week. If you are enjoying what we're doing, let us know. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. But until then, everybody, best of luck, and we'll uh, see you on Thursday.